This is Matt from NewsAz.com and the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. And this is our Halloween Horror Nights 2017 Instant Reaction Special. We've made our best effort to keep this episode spoiler free. But be warned that this episode does contain short audio clips recorded at the event and our immediate reactions as we left many of the attractions. With that, some details of Halloween Horror Nights 2017 are featured in this episode. If you are trying to avoid any and all possible spoilers, you may want to hold off listening to this episode until you've experienced Halloween Horror Nights 2017 yourself, and then check out our instant reaction after. With that warning out of the way, we hope you enjoy this special instant reaction episode. So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. It's time for you to meet me. Decades, Halloween Horror Nights Orlando has mastered the art of the scare. We'll cover each year of this amazing event one by one, picking through the bones and uncovering its past. So join us now as we open another tomb inside the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This is the Halloween Horror Nights 2017 Instant Reaction Special. I am Matt, and I am solo for this episode, at least in the studio recording portions of this episode. Quint and Karen have not yet been to the event this year, so they don't have an instant reaction to share on their part just yet, but they will, of course, in just a few weeks. That's not the only reason I'm going solo. I'm also doing this episode alone because I'm starting to feel every sign of an inevitable cold coming on, and I wanted to get this instant reaction going before it fully hits me and I'm down for the count. So with that kind of race against time and the usual difficulty we have of scheduling three people in three states and two time zones, it was starting to look like the only way to get an opening reaction done is to go ahead and do it myself. But don't fear, it won't just be me talking the entire show. If you've heard these instant reaction episodes to the opening weekend uh, that we've done in the past, you know that we have a lot of audio clips from the event to share. And although Quint and Karen can join me, my friend Joe was more than happy to help out. So if you've actually been listening to this series from the very beginning, you might recognize Joe's voice from our Halloween Horror Nights 25 instant reaction episode a few years back. He was the one who went with me opening night then as well. All right. With all that lengthy preface set, let's get on to the night. We were fortunate enough again to be invited to the media party for Halloween Horror Nights this year. It was another top-notch event. It was fantastic food, characters representing every facet of the event, mingling through the crowd, stopping for pictures. It's always an absolute honor and pleasure to attend this event. Now, in the past two years, the event had opened with a word from the icon. In 25, Jack had greeted the crowd. 26, it was Chance's turn. I can't say that this time I was wondering who would start the event for 27. But when I did see who started the event this year, I really couldn't think of anyone better to do it. The creatures of Halloween Horror Nights 2017 have decided to surround you with a festival of their deadliest tricks and treats. Oh, yes. Do be careful. If you stare too long, they get cranky. Get too close, and you may lose your head. But not to worry. I can assure each and every one of you that you'll never forget any of the horrors unmasked here tonight. Because at Halloween Horror Nights 2017, the nightmare never ends. Oh, yeah! 
It's like, most excellent. Yeah, but who are all these people with all these cameras and stuff? They're like totally surrounding us. Dude, I don't know. Check out the creeps behind us. Whoa, bogus! Perhaps we should say something to them? Yeah, touche. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, Bless Preston Esquire! And I am Ted Theodore Logan! And together we are Wild Stallions! <laughs> yep. Bill, Ted, what are you doing here? Uh, dude, we've been here the last 26 years. Yeah, busy with our own excellent Halloween adventures. Yeah, but with this being our farewell tour, we kind of have a little bit more time on our hands. No way. Yes way, Ted. No, I meant what are you doing here in Soundstage 33? We totally got invited. Yeah, someone left us this message on a voice recorder. Bill, Ted, want to play a game? Come to Soundstage 33, if you dare. So, naturally we came right over, but when we got inside, all the doors slammed shut. Yeah, just like that. And ever since then, we can't get out. It's like we're trapped. Speaking of, what's with the finger trap? Oh, that creepy voice, dude? Yeah, yeah. I think his name was Puzzle. Yeah. He told us to put it on and we'd suffer the consequences. Yeah. Now it's stuck and we can't get it off. Here, let me help. <gasps> Sorcery magic. Thanks, Patrick! <laughs> We've totally been seeing all sorts of creepy stuff too. Like a kid on a tricycle. A kid in a onesie. Two ghostly twin girls. And a crazy kid. Talking with this finger. And that's just the scary kids we've been seeing. Yeah, let's not forget all the aliens, vamps, scarecrows, freaks, geeks, and all sorts of bodacious dead dudes. That's just Halloween Horror Nights 20... Wait a minute, you guys have never actually gone into the park? No. Be busy with their own excellent Halloween adventure, Patrick. How true, William. Speaking of, Bill, we're totally going to be late for our first show. Yeah, Patty B, can you help us out? Sure, go around the corner, go through the door. I always crack one open just in case things get hairy, which I always do. Ah, smart thinking, dude. High five. Yeah, boop, 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 boop. Right here. <laughs> no, true, you guys need to leave. You got to go. Your first show's waiting. All right, thanks, dude. All right, Ted, we got to get out of here super fast. Okay, thanks, Patrick. Catch you later, media dudes. Farewell. Too soon. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes! Give it up for Bill one more time! Welcome to Halloween Horror Nights 2017. From there, to set the stage for what we were going to experience at the event, Patrick Braylord had come up on stage. Now, Patrick, as you likely know, is the director of creative development for Universal Studios, and he introduced every element of the event. And we learned a little bit more beyond the press releases and interviews that we've all read and heard leading up to opening night. That presentation concluded with a Q&A with the heavy hitters of the creative team, Patrick Braylord again, Charles Gray, and Blake Broswell. And again, we got even more of what to expect from the event. So once again, like I said, great event, really probably my favorite one yet. Universal always does a phenomenal job of these things, and the PR team really outdid themselves this year. This was a fantastic event this year, and again, honored to have been invited and experience it again this year. But now, this is what this episode is really focusing on, because we are about to hit the streets and get a look at the event firsthand. So now we're breaking up into our groups. We're all really eager to get going. But before we actually left the building, I did take a minute to talk to Joe about what we were looking forward to seeing this year. All right. This is Matt at the media event. I'm here with Joe on his biannual episode. If you've listened to us from the beginning, you know Joe from the 25th opening night. But if you don't, this is my friend and neighbor, Joe. Quentin Karen could not make it, and he was happy to fill in. Joe, we just... <laughs> We just got the rundown of the event. So give me your initial thoughts and tell me what you're looking forward most to. 
My initial thought, I love this event. I love uh, the way they set everything up. What I'm looking forward to most? Yes. I know you're Funny scared is, Thank you. Wait, but does everybody else know the scare no, zone? No, they don't. Because, that's yeah. why I'm asking you. Uh, to <laughs> funny as it is, I mean, the trick or treat scare zone is probably my favorite because I'm a fan of Michael Doherty and uh, Krampus, trick or treat, everything. Um, Housewise, I'm a big fan of scarecrows. Not sure what scarecrow the reaping is going to be about. I think it's really cool that six foot two people. That you know, that's some interesting news. Yeah, that's really fun. Um, uh, never saw Ash versus Evil Dead, but heard is funny. Uh, left Saw after Saw 3, so I'm look, <laughs> looking forward to that. Still, um, you keep telling me about Dead Waters, so I'm really looking forward to Dead Waters. Um, favorite house? Am I missing something? Oh, The Shining. Oh, The Probably Shining. The Shining. I, the Shining is most intriguing to me. Only because you get to walk through a snowy maze in Florida. Right. Oh, that's true. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, so. If anything is going to cool us off, it's going to be The Shining. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are uh, just minutes away from checking it out, so we'll check in on the recordings on what we're going to go in and what we thought when we're done. So now we are off on our tour, and our tour guides, Daniel and Cammie, they were very nice, very knowledgeable. We were with a great group once again. It started off as a great experience and just kept getting better from there. For me, we kind of hit the ground running. We learned right away that our first two stops were the mazes that I had been thinking and wondering about the most, Deadwaters and the Fallen. So here's Joe and I on our way to Deadwaters and the Fallen. All right, we are headed to two original houses, two of the original houses I wanted to see really bad. Deadwaters and the Fallen. Deadwaters first. Really, I don't even know what to expect. Do you know what to expect? I mean, I know what they told us, but I don't know what we're going to see. I'm excited about Deadwaters because you're excited about Deadwaters. I don't know. Apparently, it's from a scare zone, correct? Yes, from, yes uh, 22, I believe. Will we be in water? Well, um, technically, no, but as far as <laughs> the effect, possibly. We'll see. That's I'm what's exciting about it. the effect because I love everything... Um, water related in horror movies cool okay well there's i mean we definitely had there's no question there's gonna be a water theme to it we were told at the presentation so i think that is gonna that mark's gonna be hit but then the fallen the fallen i mean ever since we had that had that interview with charles gray where he said nothing it's like it's almost like the less he said the more i wanted to see it i cannot wait to see that which i listened to and uh, yeah he absolutely gave nothing about uh jumping crawling Whatever flying, else, flying, flying yep. uh, in my face, who knows what to expect in that. I have no idea what it's about. Well, we don't have to wonder much longer because that's where we're headed now. So first stop of the two, Deadwaters. Now, if you haven't heard any of our opening weekend Instant Reaction episodes before, what we do is we play a little bit of the audio from the maze. Usually no more than a minute, in fact, less in most cases, this isn't the entire walkthrough of the maze. It's basically a montage. We don't want to spoil the experience, but we do want to set the stage for our instant reaction review, which usually follows this audio montage. In this particular recording, you're going to hear the Dead Waters audio, the montage I talked about. You'll hear Joe and I give our instant reaction, and then the recording is going to flow right into the audio montage for The Fallen. So here we go. First maze of the night and first maze of my Halloween Horror Nights 2017 season Dead Waters, followed right after that by The Fallen. Oh my god that was you gotta admit that was beautiful uh it went crooked there were things i tripped on but how wonderful was that that was absolutely to gorgeous the, to start the halloween season that was that was one i didn't want to end oh my god <laughs> i love that that is that is way for for 
I usually have expectations that just can't be met, as most of my friends will know. That like exceeded them. That was absolutely gorgeous. What was your favorite part about it? That's the thing, man. It just keeps changing. First was a swamp, then was the Voodoo Queen's shack, whatever you want to call it, like which is basically the finale. I mean, right. but actually, in between the two, it almost felt like we were in like the middle of nowhere, Louisiana. It's like there was things you could see in the in the distance towards each side. It was right. absolutely amazing. Oh, a little scary. It was a lot of voodoo. Yeah, a lot of voodoo. A lot of witches. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Witches with voodoo. Yeah. All right. So now on to the fallen, and I have some. I have ideas. I don't have expectations. So this one should be a lot of fun. What are you guessing it will be? Well. I, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a lot of uh, we got good versus evil. I think we're going to get a lot of black and white makeup, fun designs, and yeah. there's bungee things they've been talking about. Is what I'm looking forward to most. I'm looking forward to things going over my head, coming at me at like a ridiculous pace, and then snapping back before I even know what really happened. I have no idea what to expect in Fallen. Um, so we see. We got a sneak peek of it. Yeah. Sure. But what were those creatures? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's find out. Right. Like right now. <laughs> Now, we didn't stop for an instant reaction to the Fallen. We actually had gotten out of the maze, met up with our group, and then we hit the road onto the next maze, which we're going to get to in a minute. But I did want to give you best I could what my instant reaction was to the Fallen, and I think generally Joe's as well. It wasn't what I expected, and even farther from what I had uh, kind of envisioned in my head. So with that, I, I, I knew even before exiting the maze that this is one I'd have to go back to uh, right away and absolutely experience again from beginning to end to really kind of reassess what my reaction was to it. And that leads to exactly what I did that weekend. I had gone back that same weekend. Sunday specifically, I hit up the Fallen early that night. And now with having a much better idea of what was inside that maze, I really started to dig what this maze adds to the event this year. The design of it is amazing. The character design is pretty incredible now that I have the time to kind of really check it out. And when I recollect the number of unique items in this maze, it quickly, and I mean very quickly, is growing on me. This is one I kind of, I guess my instant reaction was kind of walking out shell-shocked because, uh, and to my own fault, I had a expectation of it. It was different. Going back a second time and really, again, looking at what this maze has to offer and not only the uniqueness that Charles Gray had mentioned in the interview that we had done prior to the event, but also and also the the words he used on the blog post, the crawling, jumping and flying aspect. Even beyond that, there was elements in this maze that are unique to this maze at Halloween Horror Nights 27 and to a lot of ways to the event itself. So like I said, this is very, very quickly growing on me. I've also revisited Dead Waters over the weekend. I still find it as gorgeous as I did opening night. The The first sight you see in Dead Waters is unmatched this year. There, There's nothing that compares to turning the corner in dead waters as opposed to every other maze you know nothing against the other mazes but dead waters has that quarter turn factor that wow factor it's got everybody beat uh the swamp the voodoo lore all of it beginning to end is amazing in dead waters this is one I'll be going to many times specifically to see what detail that I could find that I missed before I really enjoyed Dead Waters, not only in as an instant reaction, but as a follow-up that same weekend. All right, so moving on. Like I said, we left the Fallen. We hit the streets briefly on our way to the next maze, which was Saw the Games of Jigsaw. On the way, we passed through a scare zone, one that I was eager to see again, The Purge. 
Uh, we're walking through the Purge now, and it's a lot like its last appearance, which is a very, very good thing, because I absolutely loved it. We just walked past the auction, it was on top of the uh, school bus. We see the Purge um, shipping containers <laughs> next to the auction, presumably where the auction items are. And I'm just passing by the big road sign, United Repurge, an American tradition, and I'm guessing Blessed Our Founding Fathers. Oh, no, it's not on there yet. I almost expect Blessed Be Our Founding Fathers to appear on that sign before the event's over. So I'm looking in the store windows to see if there's purge, uh, emergency warnings. I don't see any yet, but I'll keep my eyes open. So first scare zone, the purge, one we haven't experienced before, one I feel uh, very happy to be walking through again. So if you hadn't seen it before, you're going to enjoy this. If you have seen it before and you liked it, you're going to be pleasantly uh, uh, you're gonna have a pleasant return to it. And there was the chainsaws you just heard. The Purge was one of my favorite scare zones from Halloween Horror Nights 24, and I was happy to see it come back. I am a fan of the movies, some or one more than others, but the idea of a, a lawlessness in the middle of the night is perfect for a scare zone, in my opinion. And other than that, and what I just talked about in the recording, there's not much more I can say. I really like it. So out of the purge and into the next maze, which I believe I did mention was Saw. If not, it's Saw, the games of Jigsaw. So let's get right to the before, during, and after audio clips for Saw. All right, we're headed to the games of Jigsaw. Now, I think I'm the bigger Saw fan of the two of us. Are you? I think so. I've seen you've said you stopped at like three. <laughs> I've seen them stop. all. I had to stop. Okay. So. All right, here we go. We're going into games of Jigsaw. I want to play a game. You are part of the game. To live your time. Say whatever you want to say about Saw so I can undo everything you say about Saw. What a sexy house. That actually kind of was. <laughs> that was a little bit unexpected sexy. However, a bunch of people running around with pig heads, I think, <laughs> summed it up from Saw 3 until infinity. <laughs> Saw 13 and see what we have. I liked it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's not one of my all-time five favorites from all the years I've been going, but I enjoyed it for what it was. But when you when you look at the movies, like did it have a lot of scenes from the movies? Because I didn't see a lot of scenes from separate movies. When there was traps, you saw the traps. That was the problem. Is it, I think that you're having is that when there were a lot of rooms with no traps, right. just the pig heads. Just the pig heads. Yes. Okay, so of course I revisited this maze again this weekend. I went through all of them just to get that out of the way. This one, I'm actually going to say my instant reaction may have been a little too overzealous. All in all, it does have some good parts from Saw, some recognizable elements and whatnot, but I'm starting to think that I don't care for this one, at least not at this point in the event. I'll give it a few more chances, of course, to see what changes are made, but at this point, not one of my favorites after the revisit. So that will be one, possibly uh, a, a big follow-up for me when Quentin and Karen get here. We'll have to see. But moving on from there, the next thing we headed to was Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. Of course, the farewell show for Bill and Ted. But along the way, we got to experience another scare zone, and this time it was Invasion. Now, as a promise to my co-host Quint, I did not record or talk about any of the details of the scare zone but i did record my reaction walking through the scare zone from beginning from where we entered uh, to leaving the scare zone so for what it's worth here is a spoiler free reaction clip of invasion all right finally going through invasion i guess i can't say much out of uh agreement i made with quint but been looking forward to this one most and <laughs> I'm 15 feet in and I'm not disappointed. 
Uh, yeah, I guess I just can't describe what's going on. It's a beautiful set. Yeah, like Joe just said, it is a beautiful set centerpiece for the scare zone. Uh, stopping to take pictures, which I don't normally do in scare zones on this event because we're moving from place to place, but I, I have to stop and take some of these because, yeah, this is really, really cool. Wish I could say more, but I agreed I wouldn't. <laughs> nice. But I'm going to say, don't miss this. Don't skip Invasion. Wow. That was fun. I I wish I could say more. Oh, hello. <laughs> Got a little surprise at the end, too, as you probably heard. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Damn you, Quinn, for not letting me say more. So, Bill and Ted's. Bill and Ted's farewell tour. This is probably something a lot of people are wondering about, and I will tell you, this could very easily be an episode all on its own, and it very may well be by the time all said and done in our Halloween Horror Nights 2017 coverage. I've seen it twice now. The second show was better than the first, and I think that's a trend that is going to keep going over the next few weeks. I think by the time Quentin and Karen get here, the show will be in its full stride. So without any spoilers and without giving away any of the show, I'll still talk about it a little bit here. If you're a Halloween Horror Nights fan, if you've been going to Bill and Ted year after year, you, you can't miss this. It's that simple. It's their swan song. There are some heartstring tugging moments, some laughs, and that's the last part is actually impressive considering the rather lackluster pop culture year we've had for 2017. I'm simply said, I, I already did say it, don't miss it. See Bill and Ted's farewell tour. I have a feeling we're going to talk, well, not only are Quint, Karen, and I going to talk about it together, but I really think there's going to be a bigger discussion to follow that up as well later this season. So from there, we're back on our feet and headed to the next house. There's one quick note I want to share here. Bill and Ted was the first moment we sat down since the night started. You're going to hear our next report kind of start off a little less energetic than the past few clips we played. And believe me, that is just us. It's not a reflection of the event at this point. It's us having sat still for the first time for several hours and kind of taking a, a little time to get that blood flowing again. But we do once we hit that next maze. And actually, I don't think I mentioned yet what it was. So if I haven't, it is the Horrors of Blumhouse. So here are the recordings on the Horrors of Blumhouse. All right. Horrors of Blumhouse next is the Get one out. you were waiting is that for. Where we're going to? That's where we're headed. So it turned around after Bill and Ted's. <laughs> I feel like I went back in time. Maybe it'll wake me up. Sitting down after the day I've had was not good. Disappointed <laughs> men in black. Oh, where are we going? What? We're taking the scenic route to Blumhouse. Oh, he's going to tell us about it. Here we go. <laughs> That's the adrenaline shot I needed. So we just got of Insidious, I mean Blumhouse. <laughs> Blumhouse, you could just call it Insidious. Because yeah. that was pretty much all there was. Uh, fantastic finale, though. Fantastic. I love that last bit a lot. <laughs> well, was... And that was a lead up to Insidious 4. Yeah, it was, yep. Apparently, yep. with uh, you know nothing we've seen of the Insidious yep. movies. So I think that was part of the reason it was so scary. But it's yeah. sinister. Yeah, Purge. Sure, a couple videos Purge. Purge was real short. Real short. But the Insidious stuff was good in that finale of like all three with the, I don't want to give away what it is, people are going to see it, but that kind of last twist and turns at the end where we got a little bit of everything. That right. was really cool. Right. And the paint, I enjoyed that. And the paint in it almost yeah. felt like you were wearing 3D glasses. Right. Yes. But it's and not a 3D were, house. By it wasn't, yeah. wasn't a 3D house, but it felt like that. It was jumping. That one was fun. I enjoyed yeah. that a lot. For the horrors of Blumhouse follow-up from me, I 
don't have anything to add or take away from my instant reaction. The second time through was about the same. It's a solid house. It kind of runs right down the middle of the lineup, I think. If you're a fan of the properties, this one I'm sure you're going to like. And if you don't know the movies, I think you're still going to like uh, elements of it. You're going to like the set. I think you're going to like the characters. It's got really good scares. It's a solid house. Uh, again, the second time through, no better, no worse. Still had fun. Now, from there, we head over to Scarecrow the Reaping. There is so much I want to say before and after this recording, but that would probably open a huge spoiler door. So, for now... I'm going to defer to the recordings. Here's the lead up, the walkthrough, and the instant reaction to Scarecrow the Reaping. All right, going into Scarecrow, the 6'2 guys. That's all I remember. Well, the, that's, that's what stands out to me, I should say. What stands out to me is probably the next best original house next to Dead Water. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think, I don't know if I'm going to walk out of this liking this better or not. We'll find I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to guarantee that. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll bet you a uh, post-event beer on it. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> it wasn't for the last third of that, <laughs> wait a second. I would say you second. owe me a beer, but no, once... No, wait, 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 wait. What I'm basing this on, and I'm basing this on a lot of things, but mainly I'm basing it on what would my 13-year-old not be able to do? That is one of them. That is one of them <laughs> yeah. that I'd be afraid to take them into. Yes, I agree it with that. It is terrifying. I yes. thought it was pretty oh. terrifying. That was, that was the scariest one. And I will tell you, two of those, I don't even know what you want to... Rooms, two areas were... That was that was pretty amazing. That was those that last third. Well, without giving it away. Yeah, I don't want to say. Right, the, uh, the yeah, of the scarecrows is amazing. The ending of oh, the ending alone, but the uh, there's another one re leading into that that was that that okay that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Keep thinking that's, about it. That's all I can Keep say. Keep thinking yeah. about it. I love Talk about Dead Waters. It. We'll realize it. I will say Dead Waters is better to look at aesthetically, right. but th that experience. Okay, I'll get yeah. That was alone. that experience is pretty. Oh yeah, but no, I swear, I swear on the show, I forgot. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Here it goes alone. I just grabbed at my VIP pass around my neck, and I thought it was like a corn, like, like a scarecrow right, thing yeah. dripping on me. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was pretty intense. Scarecrow the Reaping. Let me do my follow-up by reading what I had just sent Joe over a text message two nights later from my phone. I had a, As soon as I got out of the house, I picked up my phone, and I wrote him, I admit it, Scarecrow is the best house this year, to which he added in response, anytime anyone asks me how HHN was, I talk about the Scarecrows. This is one of the best Halloween Horror Nights experiences from beginning to end I have ever had, not just in 27. From the moment you walk towards the maze, it starts, and that is an incredibly impressive task with this maze being in one of the backstage sprung tents. The characters, the set, the costumes, makeup, absolutely everything was on point on my first walkthrough in this house. And then two days later, when I experienced it again, it got better. It has been a long time since I left a maze with my heart racing the way it did this weekend. I'm not sure that in the three years that we've been doing the show, I've ever singled out one thing that you cannot miss at Halloween Hard Nights, but I'm going to now. Scarecrow is an absolute do not miss attraction for Halloween Horror Nights 2017. 
At this point, I am going to begrudgingly stop talking about Scarecrow the Reaping now for fear of spoilers and just end it by urging you to see it. I cannot imagine anyone being disappointed by this maze. After Scarecrow, we are on our way to wrap up the originals for Halloween Horror Nights 27 with Hive. Here is the audio covering Hive. All right, we're going into another original Hive. So... Which is not about bees. No. <laughs> if it was about bees, it'd be a little scary. <laughs> I think it should be about bees. If it was children surrounded by bees in the corn, children, that'd be terrible. Bees. Corn. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking a breath now. Yeah, no kidding. That one. I feel like we're deteriorating into the depths of hell. That was slowly getting worse and worse. That was that was two. That's pretty two intense mazes to go through back to back. That was uh, yeah. That was pretty intense. I wish the characters were a bit different. Yeah, yeah. It is a lot of the. I wouldn't say the same, but the aesthetic is is similar throughout. Right. And in that dark, in, in the dark atmosphere, it's, you know, hard to tell that they're completely different characters. But, that being said, the set, the smoke, the dark, and the scares, right. that was pretty damn good. And once again, towards the end, yeah. it became incredible. I don't know what's going on with the endings. Of the, the ending, they are knocking they're the really, endings I mean, out of the, just these like originals. Movie, the finale oh my is god. The yeah, they are, the, the endings are just, they're knocking them out of the park this year. That, yeah. They are phenomenal. So far, the originals have not disappeared. Yeah. Oh, no, not filling at all. In, filling in. <laughs> my opinion did change for Hive on my revisit as well, and for the better. I enjoyed this the first time through, as you heard, but I really liked it a lot more the second time, and I don't really know why. Maybe it just improved with three nights under its belt. Maybe now that I was familiar with what I went through, I was in a different frame of mind. Whatever it was, I liked it measurably more on my second go-through. So I am really curious to see if it continues to improve for me as the event goes on. So now that we wrapped up the originals, and it is a, a solid year for originals, I'll, I'll more comments on that towards the end of the show, we still have three more mazes to experience at this point, and three big ones. 2017 is a big year, once again, for Halloween Horror Nights. First of the final three, Ash versus the Evil Dead. One, I've been in a sense waiting for since Halloween Horror Nights 26 when I really thought it was going to debut but it's here now for Halloween Horror Nights 27 and here's the audio of us headed that way to experience Ash versus Evil Dead Alright, we're headed to Ash versus uh, Evil Dead after having a surreal kind of backlot walk with the roaming clown horde that was strange <laughs> But so we're about to go in, you've not seen the show right? I have not seen the show, but I've seen all the Evil Dead. I okay, that's going to be my next question. So, okay, so it should be familiar to you then. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Already they have a bit of a firestorm going on. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, because that's, that's what tonight needed was a little more heat. <laughs> Just a touch more. Put that, that sweat over the edge. <laughs> it may not seem like it. But this is your lucky day. My name is Ash Williams. I'm here to save the world from evil. Oh! 
<laughs> we did make an instant reaction recording of this, but we inadvertently picked up a huge spoiler uh, that is at the end of this maze. So I'm just going to recap what we said and not share that spoiler and ruin anything for anyone. With this maze, you really need to have seen and be familiar with the show to get all the references, uh, the story, and all the gags that they packed into this house. If you at least know who Ash is from the Evil Dead series, that helps. If you don't know anything about the Ash character, I'm really not sure how this would play out. I've caught up on Ash versus Evil Dead, so for me, this maze was a lot of fun. Joe, he knows the movies, and he walked out of it liking it well enough. Uh, wasn't on top of his list. Uh, I don't think he quite had the uh, same fun level I had from his reaction. I can say that it was just as good the second time as well. If you haven't seen the show, even if you've seen the movies, but you haven't seen the show and you do have time before the event, I would say try to watch the, at least the first two episodes. You might not recognize all the gags in the house, but you're going to get an idea of this particular version of Ash, or I guess the progression of Ash and a lot of the other characters in the house uh, in those two episodes. It's better if you watch as much as you can, but at least the first two episodes, I'd say, would introduce you to the elements in this house. All right. From there, we go from Ash versus Evil Dead over to American Horror Story Volume 2. This is the second showing of American Horror Story at Halloween Horror Nights, and this time it's featuring my three favorite seasons, Asylum, Coven, and Roanoke. Now, what I just said is the intro to this because I did not record one, apparently. So let's go right into the house clip and the instant reaction for American Horror Story Volume 2. <laughs> you look very tired. I want to say that much. The pain in my legs is overpowering any haunted house at the moment. Uh, happy to say that I've uh, seen all of those American Horror Stories, even though I've missed some seasons. I think everyone's oh, covered cool. okay. what I've seen in there. Very cool. I would have been happy with just an entire Asylum one. That was I really like the Asylum scene. Asylum is fun. Yeah. Um, the set pieces were amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. As but. for scares, yeah, but uh, I don't. It's the same as last year. I mean, not the same as last year, but same concept as last year. It wasn't made as much for scares as it was for showcasing walking the property. Through, yeah, right. Walking yeah, through yeah. the TV show. Bingo, bingo. Right. Yeah, and they did it again. So yeah. I, I enjoyed Absolutely. it as much as I did last year. Actually, more because Hotel was not one of my favorite seasons. So this had three of my top. Three seasons right. on uh, Did I remember anything from Roanoke? You probably noticed me fading that recording off at the end there. We were, as you might have been able to pick up at this point in the recordings, we were getting a little tired, physically tired. We were still loving the event, but we were we were physically tired. And I sort of forgot I was recording an instant reaction and started to talk about some major spoilers at this point. So I faded off that recording and editing and cut it off before that spoiler train started rolling. So to wrap up that review and to add what I got from my second walkthrough, it delivers American Horror Story, much like the debut Maze did last year. It's a walk through the series, not the scariest house, but really it doesn't need to be. If you're a fan of the show, you're going to like this maze. The details, the casting, everything is right on par with what they started last year. I enjoy it for exactly what it is. It's a living walkthrough of three seasons of American Horror Story, and I will absolutely see this many more times this season. All right, that leaves one more maze, and the last licensed IP maze 
And the one maze, I really, really wondered how they were going to pull off. And that is The Shining. Again, no recorded intro, but I do have the walkthrough and our immediate instant reaction. So let's get right to it. Here is The Shining. What'd you think? Once again, I think it felt like you were walking through the movie. We did. That That, that is was pretty amazing. That was what I was hoping Exorcist would be last year, and I don't think it reached up to my expectations. Right. I lived up to it. That was exactly what I wanted out of Exorcist last year. It was awesome. Let me tell you, the hedge maze. Oh, yeah. You know there's going to be hedge mazes. Exactly. So, yep, yep. But it gave you the feeling of being that little boy running through there. Yeah. And like what he must have felt like as he's going through the maze yep. and just ooh, that seeing, was, seeing and, his father chase after him like that. Like, oh. I can say easily without doing any rankings that that was my favorite licensed IP house. Yeah, I would probably agree. Hands down. That was awesome. I experienced this maze again this weekend and again, really impressed on what they did to bring The Shining to a live attraction. My instant reaction said everything I'm still thinking about with this maze, and I can't wait to get to it again later this week. This, I will say, of all the licensed properties featured this year, if you're not familiar with the subject matter, really take the time to familiarize yourself with it. If you can watch the whole movie, that's good. If you can kind of watch maybe a YouTube uh, compilation clip of, of the, the X amount of scariest moments from The Shining, that might help. This is one that is really going to be worth it to you to take the time to, in a sense, study up on. And then I think that's going to really enhance your enjoyment of this maze because many of the iconic things that I was looking for in this maze were there. I'm going to say I didn't ex necessarily expect them to be there because they seemed almost impossible to do. But lo and behold, I think it hit every one of my marks. So again, if you don't know The Shining already or if it's been a while, see what you can do to familiarize yourself with it again. I think it's going to be worth it to you. I, I really do. So that was the end of our tour, but we still had some time to walk around before the event closed. So we took that opportunity to check out three scare zones we missed on the tour, starting with Trick or Treat. This one is just so much fun to look at. It is it is Halloween. I, mean, that's, that's the, I don't know if the word Halloween is technically a descriptor, but I can find no uh, better word to use. Jack-o'-lanterns, orange lights, trick-or-treaters, Sam from the movie Trick or Treat. Such a vibrant yet 100% Halloween area. It is fantastic. It is one of my favorite ones to look at. And I, we've mentioned several times on the show, and if you haven't heard it, this scare zone, we like to take the trail along the water to kind of get a, a different angle, almost like standing behind this, the length of the scare zone. Did not do that that night. I can't wait to do that. And I'm going to be taking my camera, and I think this is going to be some of the best pictures of that scare zone from that angle yet. Something I'm really looking forward to doing this weekend. From there, we went to Festival of the Deadliest. And I'm going to say that my opinion is still out on this because I'm, I'm saying that because I don't think I've seen the final intention for this one yet. Maybe I have, but each time I went this weekend, it looked and felt incomplete. Like, like something was... Uh, not missing or not ready, or maybe it has something to do with the Academy of Villains stage still being down from the hurricane, but it just seemed like something wasn't quite done yet. Uh, again, can't put my finger on it. It could be as simple as maybe lighting uh, rigs got moved or damaged in the hurricane or a set piece missing, uh, or again, the Academy of Villains stage, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's just how it is, and, and that's how the feeling is coming across to me. I do want to say there was some good in it. The characters, on the other hand, the characters, this, this is some 
incredible makeup and some incredible costumes in this scare zone. And it features still Walker's characters, which I always love, no matter what the subject. Uh, and in this one, the, the costumes for the still walkers, there's two distinct types. Again, not going to give any spoilers. I have a hard time deciding which one I like better. They're that good. So the characters look great. I hope that the entire scares and eventually compliments them as well. Uh, we'll just have to see. I think it's, it's too early for me to give a thumbs up, thumbs down review on this one. So we're going to revisit that absolutely for sure. When Quentin Karen see it. And of course, as the season goes on, lastly, altars of horror. I've been through this a few times. Now, characters are good. The area is okay. Overall, not my favorite, but I will say this sense of uh, if you were to walk directly from the entrance and, and go straight through and go into the scare zone, it's kind of a fun scare zone to walk through if you consider it like the, a transition walk from the, the park world, the city walk world into Halloween Horror Nights because you're kind of, I wouldn't say greeted, but you're surrounded by the characters you're going to see in the mazes. So interesting idea. Not one that is necessarily something that I'm looking for in a scare zone. Overall, Halloween Horror Nights 2017. I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? I'm, I'm going to say go. It's Halloween Horror Nights. It's another great event. Really strong houses this year. In fact, on that subject, I do need to say this. I think it's the strongest lineup of original mazes I have seen in quite a few years. I've always liked the original mazes, but this is beyond just being a fan of the original works. They are phenomenal. They really make me want to see an entire year of originals again. They are that good. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and give my rankings after the first weekend. I'm going to do it for both scare zones and mazes. This list will no doubt change. And that's one of the fun parts of making these lists throughout the year. So for now, after opening weekend, Here's Scare Zones 5 to 1, starting with number 5 being Altars of Horror, which I gave my initial review not even a minute ago, so that's probably fresh in your head. For Festival of the Deadliest, this is one I think is most likely to change if I'm right in that there's something missing from opening weekend, but we're just going to have to wait and see on that. Number 3 is Invasion. This could change as well. No doubt experiencing it with Quint is going to have an influence, and it could have an influence in either direction, making it higher on the list or lower on the list. Again, another thing I'm looking forward to seeing happen this year. Number two, The Purge. I mean, I love this in 24. I love this one. This one's going to be hard to <laughs> knock around too much. Number one, Trick or Treat. This also is going to be hard to beat because it's just, it is the, it's not the one thing, but it's the biggest thing or it's the loudest screaming Halloween. Let's, if that makes sense, I want to say it screams Halloween. It's the loudest thing screaming Halloween. You don't get much more Halloween than what is in this scare zone. So on to the mazes. And again, I'm going to go nine to one in this case. And I'm also going to, and this was prompted by a few questions and comments on Twitter as I was going through the entire event this weekend, I'm going to list what is currently my favorite thing for each maze. I won't go into much detail. I'm going to say just enough that, so when you see it, or, or if you possibly have already seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And, and feel free to comment your favorites as well as the season goes on. So with that, mazes, number nine, Saw, the games of Jigsaw. Hard to believe Saw is number nine, but it is right now. But I do have a favorite part, and I'm calling it the Hall of Traps right now until I hear a better name. Number eight, Horrors of Blumhouse. Now, I did like this, and I think that actually speaks more to the event as a whole that this falls at number eight right now. Favorite part for me in this, the finale. Number seven, Ash versus Evil Dead. This is a fun house. There are good characters. And my favorite part right now, a particular Necronomicon appearance that I can't really say anymore without venturing into spoiler territory. Number six, American Horror Story Volume 2. This is a crowd pleaser. It has great sets and characters. You're definitely going to get more out of it if you actually know the seasons it represents. I think everyone knows that. My favorite part, believe it or not, the Thurman. Number five, Hive. This is the one out of all of these I expect to move on the list, and I think it's going to move higher up on the list, and I think that's going to happen relatively soon. But for right now, it's number five. Like I said, this one's growing on me as fast. It hasn't grown on me as fast as another one that's coming up on the list, but it's, 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 it's grown on me. 
in just two walkthroughs. My favorite part in this is how the maze uses UV light. Number four, The Shining. This is one of the best licensed IPs brought to a maze that I can think of. This is my top licensed IP so far for this year, and it, it's likely going to stay there. I can't imagine any of the other ones knocking this down on the list. My favorite part, the bar. Just wow. And again, another reason you should re-familiarize yourself with this movie if you haven't seen it in a while. Number three is Dead Waters. Much to my surprise to hear myself say, this was the one I was probably looking forward to most, and it did deliver. It is gorgeous. Some of the things they do in this house are absolutely amazing. Right now, my favorite part, I think, in fact, I know I said it in my follow-up review uh, early on in this episode, is the first thing you see. I mean, you're not going to miss it. Number two is The Fallen, and I am most surprised to be saying that The Fallen is my number two after my first walkthrough. But like I said, once I saw what it was, saw how different it was from what I imagined, I really started to love this house and really look forward to seeing it again. My favorite part, The Spine Queen. I don't know what the official character name is, but I'm calling her The Spine Queen for now, and when you see her, you'll know why. And that leads to number one, which I don't think is going to be any surprise to anyone that's listened to this entire episode, Scarecrow the Reaping. Damn, this maze. I simultaneously have a lot to say and a loss for words. I could easily talk for an hour or more straight about Scarecrow, but in the end, it would do it no justice than experiencing for yourself would do. It's that damn good. Favorite part, apart from everything, uh, the blackout room. And maybe the crows. And with that list, that is my instant reaction to Halloween Horror Nights 2017 at Universal Orlando Resort. But that is only the beginning. Much, much more to come on this event from the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast and Neozaz.com as the event continues. I do want to wrap up by taking a few minutes here to thank some people for this amazing weekend, starting with Allie and Haley from Universal Studios Public Relations for putting on a fantastic event, arranging for us to talk to Charles Gray days before the event opened, and taking the time to stop by our table to say hello and chat a bit. Always a pleasure to talk to you. I, of course, want to thank Joe for filling in for Quint and Karen and giving me his instant reactions in this episode. Thanks to Paul from IOMGeek.com and the Four Huntsmen podcast for some quick maze discussions as we crossed paths during the opening night. Paul and I had been on the same tour for the past two years. Unfortunately, we were not together this year, but it was still good to see him and catch up with him quick during the event. Thanks to Johnny Bronto and Melissa of HauntScene.com and HauntScene on YouTube. Johnny was on the show a few months ago, and I finally got to meet him face-to-face this weekend. Big thanks to our friend Shelby Denham for hanging out with me quite a bit Saturday before and during Halloween Horror Nights. I had to bail early that night. Apologies to Shelby for that, but I had a blast hanging out with her until I had to go. If you don't know Shelby's work, and if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you do, but if you don't, search for Shelby Denham Art and check out all the work she has at Store Envy, Spreadshirt, and Patreon, just to name a few. And finally, thanks to everyone that I got to meet for the first time or see again or see in passing or finally meet face to face or a combination of all the above. Marcus, Dan, Liz, John, Parker, Danny, Derek, Kenneth, Maddie, Mike, Thomas, Jason, Eric, and Tony, and anyone else that I forgot. Apologies. I didn't start writing down the names until Saturday. I'll do better the rest of the event. I promise. That finally does it for this special episode of Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, and I think just in time for my voice. I am Matt. I hope to see even more of you at the event this year. Until then, thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at newsaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.